You are tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown, the official podcast for the Atlanta Realtors. We're here to keep you updated with the latest trends, topics, and keep you in the know of our ever-changing Atlanta market. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back, familia. This is Manny Recinos, and I am thrilled to be here celebrating with you during Hispanic Heritage Month. For those who don't know, September is National Hispanic Heritage Month, and it runs from September 15th to October 15th in the U.S. It recognizes the contributions and influence of Hispanic Americans to the history, culture, and achievements of the U.S., And here to help us celebrate and kick things off, we actually have Teresa Palacio-Smith. Welcome, Teresa. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, Manny. Thank you for inviting me. I am pumped. I am pumped. Now, Teresa is the Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer at Home Services of America. And in the perfect tie-in to real estate and the mission of the Atlanta Realtors Association, she also has been imperative to the growth of NAREP. NAREP is the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, and it's a national organization. But Teresa actually was Atlanta chapter co-founder and 2010 president. She then went on to be national president, uh, reigning from 2015 to 2016. She is a staple in the organization and here in our community, and we are so excited to have you again, Teresa. Well, thank you so much, Manny, again. Yes. So I want to get started, as always, with just an introduction to you. You know, uh, can you please tell us a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit about you and then how you got uh, involved in real estate? Well, first of all, I'm so excited to be in this room, uh, the Atlanta Realtor Association, which I've been part of for 20 plus years. And, uh, you know, a lot of people ask, do I get, do you get into real estate by choice? Is it by chance? How does it happen? And for me, it's a very interesting story because when I got started into real estate, it was after a career in public relations and broadcasting. So I'd worked in the industry and I actually had moved to Atlanta with my husband who had relocated here. And I decided to be a stay-at-home mom for about five years. And while I was at home, of course, as all Latinos, we're all entrepreneurs, I actually had a business. And I would also, I realized how critical real estate was. Uh, We had just bought our first home and I decided I want to get to to get my real estate license. But, But let me move back and tell you why it became such a critical thing for me. So I remember my very first experience in home ownership. And that was when my dad moved from New York City, our family, uh, to Miami, Florida, as an immigrant family, Latinos. My dad uh, had gotten this phenomenal job with Delta Airlines. And we lived in a one, uh, and it was a two bedroom apartment, but actually officially was a one bedroom because it had just like a little one, like a big room next to it. So, but as most Latino families, there was a bunch of us that lived there. My aunts, my two aunts lived there. My, There was four uh, children, my mom and dad. And my dad sat us down one day because I was the only one, me and my sister Emma were the only ones that spoke English. And my dad, I was the oldest, and my dad sat me down and goes, Teresita, we're looking to buy our first house, and we need your help. My mom didn't speak English, and so I needed to help in the process of purchasing that home to be the translator. And so I actually was very involved in the translating of the process of that first home with the realtor. 
And once we finally got to the closing table, of course, all of us were there as typical because we were so excited about that purchase. And when we got to the home, my dad, I can still see him. His hands were trembling with so, you know, with fear as he was opening. Well, I thought it was fear, but what I realized was actually excitement as he opened the door. He actually dropped the keys. And when we got into the house, me and Alma ran through the house because my kids, my sisters were still um, in um, strollers, ran through the house, and my mom went straight to the kitchen and started crying. And my dad started tearing up, and then I saw tears running down his face. Now, I didn't know what those tears were back then. I thought, why are they not happy? For us, this was a mansion. It was huge. <laughs> it was a three-bedroom, one-bath ranch. But it, and it was less than a thousand square feet, but it was so big for us. And also, I realized later that those tears were not tears of, of sadness. They were actually tears of joy and tears of pride. And that moment, I will never forget. And I always wanted to recreate that moment for other families. And that's why I became a realtor. That's amazing. I, I mean, that it's you take me down a path for sure of that emotional why that so many of us have, uh, you know, in this industry and, and, and not just with Hispanic families, but as we find out and through all our work with with so many other, uh, you know, demographics and families around around the United States. Um, I love that. Um, and it definitely is a reason to to go into real estate. Um, but you've gone beyond just working in real estate. You have taken it to a lot of volunteerism, a lot of hard work outside of just your own pocket, right? And into the community. Um, what what drives you? What's that passion for the Hispanic Latino community? Where was that born and how well, does that work? Gosh, what a great question. And I'll tell you, you know, from that home that we first bought, we moved uh, my family and eventually moved to Mississippi where I grew up and we bought a larger home. And that larger home um, helped my family just uh, be surrounded by incredible people where I actually met Mike, my husband, and ended up going on to college. So I know that the opportunity that homeownership brings to the table is wealth creation. Uh, it wasn't actually until I met my birth mother, because my life is like a telenovela. So my dad actually um, kidnapped us from my birth mother. And so my, my birth mother's Puerto Rican, but I was raised by uh, my parents who are Colombian. My mother that, that adopted me was Colombian. And I went to find her in my 30s and realized that when I did find her, she was still in New York where we had been born and was never had gotten off the welfare system and never advanced, never owned a home. And I look at my life and I see that there's one thing that made a difference and that was home ownership. And so for me, it's very critical to teach home ownership, to uh, talk about home ownership, about the opportunities it creates because it is just more than just owning a home. It creates a whole life and a generation after generation of opportunity for the children of our, that we, that's what we do. That's Latin, everyone. That's what we're about is our children. So as I look at it, and as you look at NARP, they do a great job in telling you the stats. And if you look at it, the state of has, uh, Hispanic homeownership speaks to the fact that Latino homeowners have a net worth of $171,900 28 times that of Latino renters. 
$6,010. That was the story of my life and my birth mother, and I see it, and that's why I'm so passionate about it. I absolutely love that. I mean, that that is the lesson of wealth creation, and that is... Again, it resonates with so many people, um, and and I hope that people are, are taking those lessons in. You know, especially if you're listening in, you're a realtor. These are the stories that you want to tell. You know, well, those those success stories, those passionate stories. Um, you you have no idea how many people are out there and don't have access to this information. Um, so it's amazing. And with that said, you know, that is the mission at NAREP. Can you tell us a little bit more about the mission at NAREP, how you got involved, and, you know, kind of uh, where, where you've taken it? Right. And, you know, I think education is key. I think a lot of people don't understand the process or are scared of the process or, you know, are intimidated, right? Do I have good credit or I don't have credit? So I think that is one reason that the mission of um, – of, you know, NARP is so incredi incredible because what it does is help realtors understand that mission, the NARP 10 principles that they've created. All, there's so much. We're going to go deeper into it, I know, uh, later in this conversation. But uh, how I got to know NARP is I was very involved. Always, You've already talked about the fact that I've always wanted to be involved um, and I do a lot of volunteering, and I was the incoming chair of the Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and the CEO of the company that I worked for at the time, I was with Prudential Atlanta Realty, was um, Dan Forsman. And Dan Forsman is still our CEO uh, and uh, at that company. He's with now, it's, of course, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Georgia Properties, and he's actually the one that introduced me to NARA because as the uh, I was extremely busy, he had actually started a NARA chapter uh, with Luis Morales in Gainesville, Georgia, and it had not gotten off the ground. So Dan was insistent that I get involved with NARA because of the potential and the opportunity he saw in this organization to impact homeownership. That year, which was 2004, NARP actually held a conference in Denver, Colorado. I think it was one of their very first conferences, and Dan thought I should attend, and I kept telling him I don't have the time, but he was insistent. And anyone that knows Dan knows that you cannot say no to the man. So he convinced <laughs> me to go, and that decision, that one decision, changed my life forever. Uh, once uh, I got to that conference, I was hooked. And I'll tell you why. NARP was something special, and I knew it the minute I walked into the uh, conference. There I'm, I got to hear the story that Gary Acosta, Costa, who is one of the co-founders, along with Ernie Reyes, Jr., as to why they started NARP, the mission about NARP, and I fell in love with their vision. They had created an organization that combined Latino culture, which is I was all about, right? Professional entrepreneurship and business leaders, just like the chamber, with the focus on real estate, which was always the missing link in the work that I was doing at the Georgia Hispanic Chamber. On the last day of the conference, Manny, I met vice president of Stuart Title in the elevator. And he told me there were two guys that also wanted to start the chapter in Atlanta. And so as soon as I got back, James Altimerano and Bobby Armez and I got together and discussed how we were going to do it. And from then, the history of how NARP Atlanta got started um, was, um, you know, was coursed, right? We, yeah. we put the course in the chapter and um, that's been what the j local journey has been all about. Due to my role at the Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, I did not become president of NARP until 2010, okay? 
Um, and I'd taken that role probably at the toughest time in our mm -hmm. industry. It was right after the real estate uh, market crash of yeah. 2008, and a lot of Latinos and Hispanic real estate agents had left the industry because they could not do business. And so our membership was really just very small. We only had about 25 members and 12 of us were actually on the board, right? You had all the, or were on committees and all that. And NARB did one thing I think they'll never forget. They actually um, had uh, introduced us to Juan Martinez. Juan Martinez was asked to coach all the chapters to try to help us uh, create uh, momentum because Juan had actually started uh, re-engaged the NARP um, Las Vegas chapter and it had boomed and so he had great experience and he was on the national board and so they'd asked Juan to coach us. I had never had a coach for NARP before, right? It changed everything. Yeah. Juan actually told us we would have to meet every single month uh, you know, every it was every other week, a 30-minute call. And if you'd missed it, you missed it because he was very, very busy. I never missed a call. Our board and Robert's, um, Roberto Salomon, who you know was my uh, vice president at the time, he we did everything that they told us to do, even though there's a little bit of controversy about change and what we were doing because change is difficult. But it absolutely, we grew the chapter six months in. It happened six months in from uh, that 24 to uh, over um, yeah, to, uh, 200 members. Yeah. And that brought me to the to uh, attention mm -hmm. where Juan Martinez eventually uh, nominated me to be part of the uh, national board, right? Yeah. And then th from there, mm -hmm. um, in 2014, he asked me to run for president. Juan Martinez, a man that has changed my life too. And he said, you need to run for president. Chica, you got it. You know, he's got the Cuban, that Cuban accent. Uh, Ernie Reyes, I'll never forget. He said to me, because he was still living, he said, if not now, when? You are it. You're ready, girl. You know, mija. He said, mija, you're ready. <laughs> Those words were enough to to pr bring me that confidence. And, and again, I'll, I'll never forget that because that changed the, my life, you know. And, and in 2015, I became NAREP national president for the organization. That's an amazing journey from, you know, local chapter, you know, co-founder to to national stage. And and trust me, y'all, for those who are involved with NAREP and those who aren't, when you go to these national events, I mean, that Teresa is, is the one to talk to for sure. And it's because she, and I hope everyone's listening out there, it's because she listened and she took the advice of those who came before her, um, as I try to do as well, you know, take the advice of those that came before me. Um, and, and you're right, Teresa, I hope, you know, that, that people are catching that big lesson in that, in that beautiful story. And that is these, these two men that helped you, they, they really helped you realize that if not now, when, and that is something I actually said when I was asked to step up a little bit with NAREP, you know, I was comfortable where I was. I was helping with events. I was a events director for the chapter. And then I was told, you know, we really need you to step up to this. And I thought I wasn't ready. I'm still growing my business. I'm still, and those words were given to me by uh, one of our past presidents as well, um, and uh, Neil Turk. And he said, Manny, you, you just have to make time. 
You know, you are passionate about this. You have to make time for it. And that stuck with me. And that's how those journeys happen. So um, real quick, I want to talk a little bit about kind of, I mean, we could talk all day about what the organization does, you know, to promote Hispanic homeownership. Um, but let's, let's, I know you can give us a little bit more of the mission and then how we accomplish that, you know, and, and the focus is within NARA. Sure. And one of the things that you're, you're right, because you men mentioned Neil Turk, and we've had some incredible, incredible leadership at the Atlanta chapter, which is one of the things that NARIP does. It actually surrounds you with some of the brightest and most influential people in the industry. And that's what I, how you develop those contacts and the networks. That's how I, d I met uh, our CEO, Gina Blafari, uh, at NARIP, at a corporate board of governors meeting. He was actually just new into the business. So imagine, the, think about that the people, the contacts, the influence. So, you know, Latinos, again, are the largest minority today, and they're gonna make up 70% of homeownership growth within the next 20 years. And those numbers, you know, if you look at those numbers alone, we're in real estate, hey, it makes total sense. But it also means that over the last 10 years, 80% of the labor market has been driven by US, in the US by Latinos. So combine all of that, uh, we're the youngest demographic with the medium age of 30 years old, which is 14 years younger uh, than white, his, uh, non-Hispanic. And uh, if you think of that, we're in the prime year of purchasing homes, right? So nearly two and three Latinos are aged 40 or younger. And understanding the cultural and the unique nuances of Latino market is extremely important. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, about NARP is that their mission is to increase sustainable home ownership. They're about advocacy. They're about educating. All of those things combined, right? And they're forced to be reckoned with. Uh, they've created a network of talented and driven real estate professionals, mortgage professionals. They also deal with, you know, we're about entrepreneurship because as you know, most real estate agents and realtors like us, mm -hmm. realtors, are um, independent contractors. And so who are dedicated to that same mission of increasing sustainable homeownership and wealth creation. They're a powerful voice in advocacy and helping with solutions for affordable housing options, access to credit, education, increased opportunities. And it has uh, also created numerous resources. If you haven't accessed them, you gotta go to NARUP.org because they have the state of Hispanic homeownership report that they do out every year, the NARAP Top 250. I mean, there's one thing, the wealth create, the health, uh, um, Hispanic uh, Wealth Project, one thing after another that they've created. And so they're actually the go-to organization when it comes to um, any uh, real estate uh, in, the, in, in the Hispanic market as well. Absolutely. And this, you know, this conversation for those of you out there, I mean, there's a million things that I know Teresa could go into even in more detail, things like the NAREP 10. And these are like 10 big qualities to live by that NAREP really believes in. Um, you know, there's just so many lessons and nuggets here. So this is just an introduction. As she mentioned, you know, I mean, uh, NAREP.org is a great re uh, resource and we have a lot of uh, information on there. But what you mentioned, you know, what's important about today's real estate world and why this organization is important is everything together of what you just said. Uh, if you are not involved, if you are not paying attention to these statistics, if you are not listening to the Latino voices, Hispanic leaders out there, if you are not doing that, you're already behind and you're going to be way behind when these stats come to flourish. So true. Like what you said, uh, you know, that, that 
in less than 20 years, 70% of the first-time home buyers will be Latino market. You're, you're behind if that's when you start paying attention. Um, so that's why these organizations are really, you know, very important here. Um, I, I have a question that usually comes up to me that, as you can tell me, I'm sure you've been hearing this for a long time. When I took my presidency, you know, there was the announcement and we did the gala and all that. And I had a lot of non-Latinos come to me and say, congratulations, let me know how I could support you. I would love, you know, like, I, I wish I could have been there. And and they thought it was just for Latinos. And I had to say, wait, 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 let's, <laughs> let's backtrack here. First of all, there's a lot we can do together here. Um, it's called being an ally to our mission, right? Um, you can be a non-Latino and come to our events. Our events are, are in English, you know, and, and they're for the community. Um, what do you say to that when people say, you know, uh, how can I get involved? How can I help? Um, how can they partner in our mission? Well, and what, a, you know, it's so true, right? Because one question I would always get, well, do you guys do all your um, meetings in Spanish? Mm -hmm. I mean, I was like, you yeah. know, do you? I said, no, we do them in English. We're doing business in English. Um, you have to be an ally. It's really important. And here's why. The Latino community is extremely loyal. I'm going to share a really quick story about my mother. My mother, Mercedes, when we moved to Mississippi, uh, my mom died when I was 18 years old. Uh, we purchased our home through a realtor there, and that realtor did not speak English, and my mom didn't speak English. Okay, now think of the dynamic. You know, think about that. But she, this this realtor would come by. She was the uh, just a perfect. Um, you know, example of what a realtor should do. She would come by, she would bring us, you know, gifts every single year. She would actually uh, talk about real estate to me, and then I would again tell my mom. And my mom, however, she did not speak Spanish. When my mom died, I saw that our realtor was at, at the... Uh, at our um, at our funeral, and uh, she came to me and she said, "I loved your mom." I said, "She actually gave me more referrals than any other client. Any, I mean, not speaking the language, everyone that would move to our little city of Mississippi became a client of that realtor. <laughs> My mom referred more clients to her than." any other one. So think about that. You know, uh, you can get very involved in NARUP, and there's so many chapters across the entire country. Obviously, the Atlanta chapter is fabulous, <laughs> and we've got some great leadership and you, the connections. If you need to meet somebody that can help you with title or loaning, you know, with, uh, with loans, somebody that may speak Spanish, as long as you're willing to want to increase the, the mission that we all have. That's all that people care about. That's what is important to us. You can also join um, companies that can help you with that mission. I know Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Georgia Properties, and Harry Norman Realtors are two companies here in Atlanta that are part of the Home, service, home Services family, and we have been partners of NARUP for, since they started. I told you, Dan, who, you know, actually is the one that introduced me to NARA and has always been passionate about the organization because he saw the opportunity that it created to help others in homeownership. And after all, that is what it's all about. 
I love it. I love it. I mean, you, you mentioned so many reasons, even throughout this whole, the, you know, our whole conversations of why people should get involved, why you should, you know, pay attention and why you should become an ally if you're not, you know, a, a Hispanic Latino um, agent out there. Um, the other thing I want to want to also point out, it's the uh, National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. So people are surprised when they come and they network at our events, not just with realtors, um, but also with everyone else in our industry. I know that, um, you know, between events, uh, director and presidency, I mean, we would have sometimes we've done deals with florists, uh, car dealerships. People have come in and supported us from so many different industries, not just your closing attorneys and your lenders um, but we touch so many parts of, of everyone's you know lives as realtors that that's become very important and you Teresa pointed out to something that's that people should be noticing as well when you learn about Latinos is that we are a very loyal people we are familia as we like to say but that's just not within our own family it's our community it's our village um, like you mentioned that beautiful story and, and the fact that when she was at the realtor was at your funeral, she mentioned like we are going to refer the people that we love to the people that we love to work with. Who care about us, who want to make a difference. And this agent was just culturally aware and love, you know, that that mission of helping others. So I yeah. think it's really critical. And if nothing else for y'all listening out there, NARIP has so much reach and so much influence that when we do national conferences and things like that, I mean, we have some incredible guests. So if nothing else for the lineup of everyone from Zoe Zaldana has been to our events, A-Rod has been to our events, J-Lo made an appearance one year, uh, Gloria and Emilio Stefan work very closely with our organization. It's all, you know, again, connecting and networking, and that's something beautiful about the organization. And I have to agree with you. And what happened is uh, Gary Costa to also realize the opportunity uh, that we had to really reach out to the mainstream and also to, you know, to include media, to include corporations, government entities, also to include, uh, you know, personalities. And because of the power of the Latino purchase, right, and, uh, you know, that drive that we all have and to change the, also the, uh, the vision that a lot of people have or the stereotype that everyone is just, you know, um, you know, uh, on poverty or or not is not an is immigrating here, uh, you know, uh, not legally, right? So to change that perspective, and he has done an incredible job in creating that. Truly has, truly has. Um, and then uh, before we kind of wrap up here, I want to just give you the floor to mention anything else you'd like to mention. Uh, again, as we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month here. Um, and then just give us a quick of where they can find you, where people can contact you. I know you have uh, actually your own podcast. And like I said, Teresa can give you so much more information <laughs> that we can fit in one podcast here. Um, but yeah, I would like to give you the floor. Well, first of all, I want to make sure that people remember how to pronounce NAREP because a lot of people do mistake it and they'll say different things and if you and I'll never forget Jerry Asensio used to come in Jerry was one of our national presidents he would say just remember the song na 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 na
No rep. So that kind of helps you with that. I there love that. Go. Also, I do um, have a pro- podcast, several podcasts that I do. And one of them, we focus on women um, who lead. And the reason is because of my own story, not realizing as a young girl that there were Latina role models uh, because I was in Mississippi and I didn't see that. And I picked up my mother's man- magazine when uh, we were in the hospital and it had uh, Linda Carter. It was a Lat- Vanidades, mm-hmm. and it had Lon- uh, Linda Carter in the um, magazine article, and she was Wonder Woman. And I was like, wow, she is Latina. She's facing a lot of the same, or faced a lot of the same things as I did growing up. And it just was a aha moment for me. And so for women who lead, we really uh, focus on leaders in our industry that are of different ethnicities, different backgrounds, uh, you know, that are in leadership positions so that they can actually inspire other women that may not know about these careers and get into them, right? Because that's what inspired me. So that's what Women Who Lead is all about. We also have a podcast, and we actually also have that series that goes uh, Facebook Live as well. And there's always, you'll find something on Wednesdays, always at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's when these broadcasts go. And uh, you can find them on womenwholeadseries.com or womenwholeadpodcast.com. And my uh, easiest way to get me is through my um, email. It's Teresa Smith at homeservices.com. I love it. I know that you will have people reaching out, um, like I said, a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of information, and a uh, a staple in our community and uh, a big influence to me, Teresa. So it really means a lot that you were able to join us today. Yes, absolutely. Great job. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, uh, listen, it has been a pleasure as always spending time with all of you today, Uh, Atlanta Realtor family. Until next time, adios. Ciao, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown. Please subscribe. And for more information on how to get engaged, check us out at atlantarealtors.com. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode.